0: Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net Christopher Media, let's make some noise Welcome to Beer Nuts, a weekly excursion into the world of craft beer Brought to you by MichiganBeerGuide.com And now, here are the Beer Nuts Beer Nuts number 89
1: Getting up there, my name is Chris With me from MichiganBeerguy.com is JR Hey there, eh? Mr. S.A.K. with us once again Oh, good evening. Yeah, there we go, and Greg, back again. Hello again. All right. So this episode, uh, kind of a Canadian theme, sort of. I mean, it's going to be all about maple beers. It's not exclusive to Canada, but I mean, when you you know you say maple, a lot of people you think Canada, you think like Vermont, you know, like that's New England things like that. So it should be fun. I don't. Uh, Definitely uh, not going to be drinking any... No no uh, no light crisp beers tonight. That's my guess.
2: That's probably a pretty good educated guess there. If you're dark and sweet tonight's your night. Yes, it is. And uh, we do... I don't believe that of all the beers we have, it's disappointing that we didn't have the foresight to seek one out. But I don't believe we have any Canadian beers that have maple in them. So apologies to you Canucks out there. But we will dedicate the show to you with our quote of the week. So this week's quote is, Canada has two emblems, the beaver and the maple, and we love them both. <laughs> Cash oh, yes. me outside, how about that?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. So uh, as we go into the show, uh, we always like to invite everybody, all our listeners, please open up a beer if you have one. Don't drink and drive, uh, but crack uh, one open, whatever you enjoy is fine with us, we're uh, not pretentious, whatever you enjoy drinking is fine with us, but uh, if you got something with some maple in it, why not try it as you listen to this episode? If not, drink whatever the hell you like, because we might have a surprise at the end of the show, too, so. All right, that being said, I'm thirsty. How about you guys? Yeah. Absolutely. me. Well, I'm going to be selfish and take the first beer here, because I have two, so the first beer I'm going to introduce... Uh, we got a little bit of a delayed start tonight, so SAK and I cracked this open a little earlier, but uh, there's still plenty left. It's a, I think it's a 16.9 ounce bottle, 500 milliliter, and it's from Pollyanna Brewing in Lamont, Illinois, and it's called Fun Size Milk Stout, but it's the maple variant, so it's Maple Fun Size Milk Stout. So I'm gonna pour a little bit more in my glass and pour a little more in Steve's glass. And we did a nice job in this. It's almost gone already. But uh, So uh, I just poured it, and we have been drinking it already. So the first thing I can say is on my first sip earlier tonight, I said, wow, what a maple bomb. So when you, uh, those of us that are home brewers or those of you out there that are home brewers will know that when you brew with maple, if you put the maple in too early, uh, the maple will get fermented out because it's a sugar and it's fermentable and it will be converted into Alcohol and CO2, as the uh, brewing process takes its toll, and you're left with no maple flavor. So what I believe Pollyanna has done with this one is added maple after the brew has completed to their regular uh, fun-sized bulk stout, their regular version, and because there's quite a bit of maple flavor in here, and if it was done early enough in the process, it would have fermented out. So enough homebrew dribble here. Let's get right down to business. It had a nice, healthy one-finger head. Um, It it has disappeared about three-quarters of it, but there's still a nice thin uh, beige, like light, light, uh, like a beige tan color. Uh, Very nice-looking head. uh, Very well-carbonated. The appearance of this beer, it's very dark brown. If you hold it up to the light, you can slightly see through it, but if you don't hold it up to the light, it looks just very dark. So it's a it's, a, it's dark, but it's not coal black. It's uh, dark brown. So, uh, the nose is unmistakable maple and predictably the overwhelming flavor in this is maple, which is a good thing because we're doing a show on maple beers and I happen to love maple, so I'm going to take a sip. And, oh man, it's really, really uh, tasty. It's, it's tasty. It's not overly sweet. You know, you get that nice little bit of sweet maple, but there's it's there is some bitterness to it to balance it out. I'm going to read the label here. Just uh, it says you're not you and you're thirsty, so satisfy that craving with this fun-sized treat. Fun-sized milk stout maple, milk stout with maple, peanut, and chocolate flavor, cocoa nib, vanilla bean, and sea salt. Now, SAK, we're talking earlier when I let this linger on my palate for five to ten seconds. I can taste a little bit of salt on the very end, but, uh, SAK didn't really notice that, but it's not overwhelming. It's just very subtle, but, uh, I, as you all know, I have an aversion to peanut butter beers and there is peanut in this, but it's, uh, it does not affect the mouthfeel adversely, which is my biggest objection to anything with peanut butter. So that's not, there's not enough in there that bothers me. Um, If anything, it probably enhances this whole flavor profile. So I believe that the base beer always has those ingredients, and the maple uh, was added to this. And the reason I believe that is because I went to the uh, website of the brewery, and uh, it says, Already a fun-sized treat. We added dollops of maple syrup to our milk stout with peanut, vanilla bean, cocoa nib, and sea salt, like Grandma's Sunday morning pancakes and it is delicious and it does remind me of pancakes and I'm really enjoying it what do you uh, think Steve
3: well my uh, initial impression I would like yours was uh, being hit over the head with maple but uh, after that initial uh, burst of maple there's definitely that peanut butter uh, feel taste it's not oily like some peanut butter stouts are uh, and I can't taste the but- uh, bitterness from the chocolate um, i think it's pretty well balanced actually i mean it's a lot there's a lot going on there uh between you know vanilla cocoa chocolate maple stout um it's not super thick on the mouthfeel, but uh it is very pleasurable it's good
2: i would agree and i had never heard of this brewery pollyanna i had friends uh that visited the chicago area and picked this up for me so i do appreciate that and uh I think it's a great beer to, to kick off the Maple Show, and uh, I'm going to finish this up and let somebody else. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure no one here has tried that. Uh, can you confirm that, guys? Uh, yeah, yeah, correct.
4: For, yeah, for sure. No.
2: So uh, nice job, Pollyanna. I'll be looking for more of your stuff in the future because this is a winner. So I think we're going to head over to uh, Chris now. Chris, are you on the east or west coast this week? Uh, I'm in Detroit. Okay, good. Well, you got a local beer for us. Why don't you tell us all about it?
1: yeah uh local to detroit so local to detroit beer uh from roke brewing uh i guess you guys did this one on the nut show but i was not on the nut show so there so um uh, but also it uh, it fits uh, the the theme for tonight uh chestnut head from roke brewing their uh chestnut maple porter uh reading the bottle it says, chestnut head was inspired by our mad love of michigan winters Brewed with roasted chestnuts and maple syrup straight out of the Michigan woods, it will be sure to keep you warm. This porter, with its sweet maple aroma and lingering nutty finish, is best paired with a crackling fire and good friends. So crack up when I... Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah, I drank a head. I mean, and they're... They're right. I mean, it's it's real sweet. I I wouldn't say it's overpowering as far as the maple on the, the, the nose here, but really sweet smell and as far as uh, the lacing goes I mean it's it's pretty standard for a porter I mean the same thing with uh, the mouthfeel you know kind of right in the middle and then that that maple at least to me comes right in right at the end right at the end there when you're swallowing it you know it's it's going down over the back of your throat I mean and I like to say for a lot of beers for me if it's as advertised, then it's a winner. I mean in this you yeah, I didn't I didn't read the bottle before I read it on the air, but I could say that, that pretty much sums it up I mean this is there's some snow coming tomorrow uh, unfortunately this, oh. this is only one part of a of a variety pack wish I would have had more, but I think it'll be all right. Uh, so, yeah, Chestnut Head from Roke Brewing, who apparently uh, made a few appearances the last few shows. Uh, these guys apparently are coming up in the area, showing up more and more places that I go.
2: Yeah, we had Blow Your Face Out last week. They're double yeah. IPA. All righty. Anybody else? Any comments? Uh, we had this uh, a couple shows ago. Chris wasn't with us, so he gets a pass. He didn't know. But it's okay. Uh, you know, It fits in with the theme, and hey, it's right down the road. So pick this up, local Detroit people, and if you're not from Michigan, find somebody who is and tell them to send you one in the mail, legally of course, Yes, exactly. if that, which really
3: isn't possible, but don't have, ask, don't tell. I have a question. Um, as we go through the beers tonight, is it possible to have maple without it being sweet? I mean, I know things like chocolate can be either sweet or bitter or bittersweet, Um, vanilla can be in a beer without sweetness and and a lot of other flavors can too certainly coffee but is it capable is it possible to have maple without the underlying or the actually very forward sweetness associated with it i don't know the answer to it i don't think i've ever had something that was maple that was not also sweet now i think that is it really possible would i mean it's
1: it's sweet by its nature I mean, chocolates can, you know, you can get a chocolate, chocolate, you know, people always say, you know, if you're baking chocolate, it's super bitter. But, yeah. I mean,
3: is anyone, I mean, syrup is, maple syrup is maple syrup, right? But I, I have to think that at some point, you know, the actual sugar sweetness, it's got to be, isol- if you could isolate the maple aroma flavor away from the actual sugar that caused the, you know, that caused the sweetness. I'm just wondering if it was capable, if it was possible and what it would taste like. I mean, I've had, I'm sure we've all had, I've had,
1: there's maple whiskeys out there, I mean, and the the, the bitterness of the whiskey kind of cuts the sweetness, but it's still, it's like, you know, it's still like shooting a pancake. Mm.
2: I'm uh, reading a little bit about a homebrew uh, article on brewing with maple, and uh, just, uh, I don't really have a whole lot of time to dissect the whole article and answer your question thoroughly, but I did just pick up a tidbit about you can replace your brewing water with regular maple sap which could obtained directly from the producer if you have a maple trip you can maple tree you can harvest the sap yourself using a spigot and a bucket the gravity value of regular sap can range between 1.003 to 1.007 which is just a little bit above water water is 1.000 so uh, that might be somewhere i believe all that stuff would again would probably ferment out I'd have to think there would be something left, even if you ferment the maple. So I think probably the answer to your question is if you add it early enough, you could probably vary when you add it and how much yeast, active yeast is still left because if you add it when there's still active yeast, it's just going to ferment it out and you're not going to get that much maple. But maybe if you adjusted that timing, um, you could probably eliminate a lot of that sweetness because the yeast eats the sugar. Not necessarily everything in that maple sap. So I don't know. Uh, again, uh, this is a I'm trying to answer a question on very little time to research. But look, uh, go to byo.com. That's brewyourown.com, and there's a article called Brewing Maple Beer at Home. If you want to follow up on that, and uh, I'm sure that it'll tell you a little bit more about it. It even says when to add and how to get the maple flavor in. And I, I'm pretty sure that you have to back-sweeten it, which is what they did with this milk stout that I tasted. They added it at the end, but if you adjust when it's added, I think that can vary how much maple you get into it, and probably uh, the earlier you add it, the less sugar and the less sweet maple flavor you'll get. So hopefully that provides some kind of an answer, or perhaps confuses you more, but that's all I have to say about that. Cash me outside about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, I'm overusing that one tonight. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for sharing that one. That was, uh, Greg, I think you have something from Tennessee for us.
4: <clears throat> yes, sir. I uh, I picked this up in a trade with the uh, buddy down in uh, Nashville. Uh, it's called, uh, uh, well, the brewery is Bearded Iris. Uh, the beer is a 9.6 Imperial Oatmeal uh, Stout with... Uh, Vanilla, maple syrup, and lactose. Uh, <clears throat> I poured it out just a little while ago, just to let it warm up a little bit. Uh, the head poured uh, like a half a finger of a khaki, uh, cola-looking head. It some nice glass lacing. Uh, of course, the, the head disappeared real quickly, being a 9.6%. The smell... On this is straight maple syrup with a little uh, vanilla sweetness like a light chocolate on there um, the taste here let me get another taste mm. much the same as uh, as the smell but except uh, this time you get a little bit of a coffee like almost like a coffee bitterness so like a medium roast like coffee uh, great sweetness light chocolate vanilla that maple is there at present as it should be uh this beer was uh brewed in honor of the brewer's love for the waffle house which i don't even think we have one here in michigan but i know the closest one that i i know of is ohio
1: yeah you gotta you gotta head south on 75 none none in the in the mitten
4: yeah well, that's a shame too but uh these guys uh, profess their love on tweeter, uh, on tweeter tw- uh, Twitter, saying that uh, they wouldn't have made it through many late brews without those hash browns that they make. So they had much love for Waffle House. The can was the, uh, you know, it's a 16 ounce uh, regular old silver can with a, you know, wrap around uh, wrapper. It was kind of interesting. The uh, the label itself had a, a peel away sticker. The sticker. Just a plain old black sticker with white lettering that said waffle talk, but once you pull it back, it has the you know the, the, the lettering that's similar to what you see at the waffle house so asking the guy I traded with he believes that there possibly was a cease and uh, what, what is the uh what's the term the cease and uh, assist or resist or something like that and thinking that uh you know Waffle House didn't appreciate using their their logo on their beer so but at least they had cease. a little peel away sticker What's cease and desist.
2: Cease, oh, and desist cease and desist
4: see there you go learn something new from our
2: legal expert
4: okay there you go so a little interesting thing about the can something that caught my eye there but uh, excellent beer I love this a lot of course I would love anything any stouts that have some kind of maple syrup in it so this is a fantastic offering i Glad I picked this up in a trade, and hopefully can pick up some more down the road.
2: I visited this brewery over the summer, and uh, and everything they make is just fantastic. They're very well known for their hazy, juicy IPAs, but uh, glad to hear that they're doing some good dark stuff, too. Uh, I haven't had a whole lot other than when I was at the brewery. I tried pretty much everything they had available, and there was nothing that I didn't care for, so... So a really really favorite brewery of mine. Uh, kind of jealous I didn't get to taste that with you. I'm sure it's a sounds like another another winner from those guys. Bearded Irish, Nashville. Go to Nashville, go look these guys up.
4: Can't go wrong, man. I'll tell you what. Their uh, their mood. I, I know it's not the top of today, but their mood ring with raspberries was one of the best raspberry flavor. I know. I don't. I think John, you said you're not a big raspberry person, but. For me, it was a, a raspberry lactose, like a milkshake IPA. It was phenomenal. <laughs> so.
2: Oh no, I could be interested in that.
4: Oh, you could. Okay, all right. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's fantastic. So good thing. Good things coming out awesome. of Nashville. Other than country music. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. Bearded Iris. Love the brewery. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, we're going to come back from Tennessee, back north up to Michigan, to. Sawyer, Michigan, isn't it? Sawyer, Michigan. We have uh, S.A.K. is going to
3: introduce us to our next treasure here. Uh, we are drinking uh, Doom Slayer from Greenbush Brewery in uh, Sawyer. This is a uh, brown ale brewed with maple sap. And uh, the maple shall make you happy, the label says. Uh, like all of Greenbush's beers, it's very high ABV. This one's uh, clocking at 8.5%. Um, It pours very, very brown, very dark brown, similar to the last beer that we sampled uh, down here at uh, JR's. Head dissipates pretty quickly, but it's still there. Now I'd asked the question earlier about, can maple exist without sweetness, and compared to the first beer that John and I were drinking, this is not nearly as sweet. Um, I would say it definitely has uh, a maple flavor, a little bit more toasty, but... um, this one has almost like, an, to me, an earthy flavor. Um, like it came right out of the tree. The maple as opposed to coming out of the Mrs. Butterworth's bottle. So, this um, it's very nicely balanced. It is not maple over the head, though.
2: Well, I agree. And uh, you mentioned that it was brewed with the sap. It's very ironic because I had no idea when I read that passage from the Brew Your Own article. Um, but that's exactly kind of where you were going with that commercial. It all steered to, it all came together. The conversation we just had, because this is definitely maple, but it is not the sweet Mrs. Butterworth's maple or Aunt Jemima maple, whatever, uh, log cabin maple. It's more like, uh, you know, a natural maple without all that uh, sweetness. So, uh, it's definitely, boozier than any of the other beers uh, that we, well, I guess just the one other one we had tonight. It's stronger. Not really a, uh, you know, alcohol burn type, but you can notice the higher alcohol content. But uh, I definitely uh, get some hop bitterness out of this. There's some hop bitterness noticeable. And it's a brown ale, so it's, you know, a different style altogether. It's, there's... Sweetness, but it's not maple sweetness. It's more like, uh, you know, brown ale has a little bit nut nuttiness to it, a nuttiness and a slight, just slightly sweet. It's a really uh, a enjoyable beer, and uh, I think I could drink more than one of these, whereas that uh, first one I had was would be challenging to drink because it was a little bit, you know, on a much sweeter scale, so. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. I've had this one before. Uh, had to, I haven't
3: had this in a couple of years, so it's good good to revisit it. They have a very nice uh, bourbon barrel aged uh, version of this that that uh, is very yummy as well. I know that Andrea Stevens likes this beer, and I made a mistake one night of giving away our last one to a trick-or-treater. Um, and when she got back and saw the empty... Uh, I had to make sure to procure uh, additionals from uh, somebody who lived out near Sawyer uh, in the, the Greenbush Brewery. Yeah.
2: When you say trick-or-treater, I'm assuming it's a parent. It was a uh, it was a
3: parent. You were there, John. You shared it with me. <laughs> I, I know. It just didn't sound very good on the broadcast. Oh, yes. It was a trick-or-treater's parent. <laughs> Kids like, hey, I'm going to Steve's so. house.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Most popular house in the neighborhood, yeah. for sure. But that being said, I was there that night, and it is a popular house because the parents always love to come by because uh, there's usually a few libations available to friends. So, uh, but yeah, th- this is another good one. I'm, uh, uh, I actually went to the Greenbush website, and it says they're uh, working on a new website, so there's nothing available. So I'm just looking at a couple uh, a couple of uh, reviews. Uh, on rape beer, and I "Here's one that pretty much hits it right on the head: reddish brown, light tan head, vanilla, molasses, caramel, hay. I don't know about hay. Some light spice, quite sweet, some light spice and bitterness, medium heavy, some acidity, not a ton of carbonation, longer finish, quite good. Kind of, kind of agree with that. Uh, uh, I take the hay out of that review, but the caramel and molasses certainly in there, and uh, it, it, it does say light spice and bitterness. I'd agree with that part of it, but." Hopefully that gives you a little bit of better better idea. So if you see this one in, on shelves, those of you in Michigan, it probably makes its way into the Chicago market because it's out there near the Chicago, uh, Illinois, Indiana borders. So, yeah, Greenbush does good things. Um, I know whenever we go to the beer festivals, Greenbush always has one of the longest lines because they always do, and their barrel-age stuff is really, really good. So the barrel aged Doomslayer I also recall being a big hit. So uh, now uh, that we've each had introduced a beer, we're going to step aside and uh, talk about a little bit of beer news with our new uh, segment, the Hipster Hipster Tipster. And we were just talking about the uh, Michigan Brewers Guild Beer Festival. Always has long lines at Greenbush. Well, last weekend was scheduled to take place in Grand Rapids at the, uh, the ballpark. That uh, what's the team name out there? Uh, uh, the White, Whitecaps. Whitecaps. Yeah, and the Whitecaps Stadium, I believe, is right on the Grand River, and with uh, all the melting snow and rains we've had recently, the threat of flooding was uh, very great, and I believe it actually did flood up over the riverbank and near the stadium. Um, and because of the safety repercussions, um, the Brewers Guild, uh, you know, to be caught, you know, in the name of caution, uh, postponed. The beer festival until this weekend March 2nd and 3rd So it will now uh, be rescheduled For Friday the 2nd and Saturday the 3rd Which a lot of people were up in arms about But you know, hey, safety first You know, I think they made the right call I believe uh, on Saturday the, the river, there was some flooding in that area So it would have been a logistical nightmare Of vehicles coming in and out And uh, so anyway uh, Just wanted to mention that So uh, hey, uh, by the time uh, This Uh, episodes released. The festival will have already uh, been completed, but just wanted to mention that. It was big news. Um, Fortunately, the Guild offered to refund anybody that uh, had plans that couldn't change them, and a lot of people were stuck in Grand Rapids with reservations, flights, and traveled a long way for the festival, so all the breweries out in Grand Rapids rallied around that and had all kinds of uh, special tappings and uh, discounts for uh, the... uh, beer uh beer fans who were coming in for the festival and weren't able to attend because it was postponed so i think uh, they did a really nice job of making the best out of a bad situation and rolled out the red carpet for those uh who were it wouldn't be the heart the most horrible thing in the world to be trapped in grand rapids for a weekend and with the festival canceled and you just have to go to all those breweries and and be uh welcomed there in beer city usa so uh, tough thing for the Brewers Guild, tough decision. No matter what you do, there are going to be some people that question your decision, but I feel they did the right thing, and uh, everybody is safe. And, uh, hey, those, those that couldn't make it had a good time in Grand Rapids last week, and it probably opened up the door for some other people that might not have been able to attend to make it this weekend. So another article in the news, really doesn't affect beer drinkers as much, but it's kind of related to... Uh, to our recycling here in Michigan. And I'm going to let Greg talk a little bit about that article.
4: Yeah, John, you, you posted this uh, on, well, you retweeted this on Twitter today about uh, uh, a state representative here in our great state of Michigan about uh, expanding our uh, 10 cent uh, recycling program. Or, you know, uh, for, you know, right now, if anybody's a fan of uh, Seinfeld, you know that we have 10 cent returns for our. Or pop, or soda, or Coke, or whatever you want to call, you know, the bottles and cans that you get. Um, so the senator is is, uh, is wanting to pass a bill that would include uh, water and juice bottles, and that's that's uh, an interesting thought. Um, and I guess you know, ten cents was started back in, I believe I read 1976, so it's it's as old as I am, and. Uh, it was basically started to uh, really uh, take out trash or littering that was happening alongside our our roads and highways and, and alleviate that problem. So, uh, unfortunately, though, <clears throat> due to the ten cents, I guess the rate of our recycling here in the state of Michigan compared to the you know the rest of the Great Lakes is considerably less. So, you know, here in Michigan, it's fifteen percent compared to. 35% of other Great Lakes states. So um, it's it's a strange, strange uh, proposal. I, I don't know that really our grocers, you know, our grocery stores such as Kroger, Meyer, all of them could handle, uh, you know, any more recycling than they already, because it seems like, like a lot of times you go there and... You know, say that they have five machines for plastic bottles. You know, a lot of times one of them, one or two of them are only open because the other ones are packed to the gills and um, or out of order, or out of order. You know, and it takes forever to find somebody to come and you know try to reset it or whatever. But it certainly is an interesting proposal, and I, you know, I I don't know if it it'll pass, but really, you know, reading in this article, I really hope that our Our legislature, you know, uh, gets recycling more uh, accepted in the state. You know, uh, we need to do our part, and, you know, certainly uh, keeping the plastics and all that out of our environment, out of our waters, is uh, certainly a a good thing to do. So, we'll see what happens, I I guess.
2: A couple things I'd like to mention. When I first moved here from Nevada uh, in 2012, I went to the store, and I was surprised they said anything fizzy is deposit so you can buy cider cider i don't believe there's a deposit on a cider container um juice anything non-carbonated there isn't lemonade you get like a mike's lemonade uh that doesn't count but yet soda and, and beer are all deposit items so it's already complicated like you, you should either do all or nothing. Secondly, the ten cent thing—all that does is—and it, it is effective in this. It does retard uh, littering, because anybody that litters those things—they're—they're they're a dime, a dime returning. You know, uh, you know, uh, homeless people can go up and down the street and collect them and take them and get a couple dollars for it. So, uh, or uh, you know, civic groups, whoever it may be, uh, anybody that's looking to raise any extra funds. So it does achieve that, but I was really surprised when I read this article to learn that we're only at fifteen percent. Neighboring states don't have the dime, and they're doing much better than we are. So what are we doing here? So uh, I hope it gets defeated. I actually had heard a rumor a month or so ago um, through the beer uh, beer people I know that there was a movement to do away completely with the deposit. And one thing that was in this article is the by far the most uh, unsanitary area of any grocery store is no, for sure. the, the deposits because, you know, you got soda containers with still, a, you know, a little bit left in the can and then that stuff drips all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody that's ever returned these into the machines knows what I'm talking about. And then you Give put me. them in a plastic bag and at the end of the, the plastic bag there's like all this sticky gunk at the bottom and Mold might be growing, and, and you know uh, that's all in the back room at these grocery stores. So it, I think it would. Uh, I think it is a burden on the stores. Uh, you have to invest thousands of dollars in those machines. I'd like to see it eliminated. I know I lived in Nevada. Uh, there was no deposit there. So now when I buy something, I'm like, "Well, if I buy a 24 pack of that, I'm gonna two dollars and forty cents out." Yeah. You know, and uh, um, so. It is what it is. I just want to bring it up. It may or may not uh, pass, or may affect us as beer drinkers. I, I hope maybe that raises the whole issue and people realize that uh, you know maybe we can get rid of this thing and not have it be such a burden. But just yeah, one still, last th-
4: uh, still on ahead. the bright side, though. There, there's nothing better to take a big bag of or a box full of cans or or <laughs> bottles and come out of there with like a three or four dollar uh, you know bottle receipt to go grocery shopping. <laughs> you get just a little bit off your groceries but that's nice but you know maybe if they could dial it back or you know to five cents or something maybe that'd be better
3: i know that when uh we have a bottle share at my house my boys are confused the next day because half the bottles will go in recycling and half will go in the returnables and uh you know my kids basically uh save the returnables and that is like you know candy money or movie money for them and uh I constantly have to explain to them, nope, those ones just get thrown out. I mean, they've grown up in a state where throwing out bottles, glass bottles especially, is forbidden.
2: Mm. Well, and ironically, based on what this article says, when you throw those bottles and you recycle because they don't have a Michigan 10 cents on it, they're probably more likely to end up recycled than the ones you return for your dime. So that's another another issue. So uh, one more quick thing here. Uh, If you go to uh Michigan Beer Guy, my uh Twitter account, go to the top of the pin post. There's a uh the t- tabs on your, the top of your soda cans or beer cans. Please save those and send them to Freddie the Pizza Man. All the uh, uh, information's at the pin post at the top of at Michigan Beer Guy on Twitter. He's raising uh funds for a local uh autism campaign and uh uh, we can really help him out. I actually take all those cans that you're talking about uh, S that uh, um, I put them in a bag and when it's full I take them to him and he takes the he crushes them and takes them and gets the money for recycling the aluminum and he donates all those funds from the pool tabs and from those cans to to his autism charity. So hey, anybody can do this. Uh, you can mail it to his shop. You can mail it to me. You know, Direct message me on Twitter. Anybody listening that's willing to save your tabs it's a small thing you can do to to help a good cause so so there's my shameless plug plug for Freddie the pizza man but he does great things and uh totally his hashtag he, he hit me is up pop that tab i gotta get back
1: with Freddie. Freddie sent me a message on facebook
2: yeah, yeah. he should i didn't forget about Freddie. good pizza he does too. a lot of he does a lot of a lot of podcasts too a lot of sports related podcasts he might be a good special guest for one of your other podcasts yeah so uh one last thing before we move on uh We're all big uh, fans of Founders Brewing Company, Um, and Founders just came out this week with a brand new release of a a lager called Solid Gold Premium Lager. It's 4.4% ABV, 20 IBO. It's going to be a year-round offering. I believe it comes in draft 6 packs, or 15-pack cans. And there's a little description here. Our brewery was built on an attitude of no regrets, an attitude of taking risks to bring the best beer possible to our fellow renegades and rebels. Never brewing to style, but always brewing what we want to drink. Our take on a classic, solid gold, is a drinkable premium lager brewed with the highest quality ingredients. Challenging what a lager can be, that's something we won't regret. So I have not tried this yet, but uh, also uh, like to let you know that uh, on Twitter... My local uh, beer store that I shop at is Discount Drinks, and they are offering until St. Patrick's Day eleven ninety nine fifteen dollars So 15 It sounds like it's going to be a crushable, sessionable lager that will probably blow away your uh, your domestic, uh, I'm sure there will be a lot more uh, better ingredients and a lot more flavor in this, but uh, we'll reserve judgment. I'm going to try one and try it out, so lager lovers... You know, look out for this. It's uh, going to be very attractively priced, and uh, another winner from them. And uh, one last thing, uh, I believe next week is uh, KBS starts to flow around these parts. Yeah. So I am going to the Detroit Tap Room next week. I am a mug club member, and I have already purchased an allotment of the coveted Kentucky Breakfast Stout. So looking forward to going to the Detroit Tap Room and picking my KBS up. By this time next week, I'll have it. So, Alright, so uh, I think we've uh, covered enough for Founders. You're welcome for the shameless plugs. But we love <laughs> your beer. Keep doing what you're doing. So I guess the uh, hipster tipster is over with and it's now time to we have one more beer and then we have a surprise for the end that fits in with our theme tonight. Courtesy of SAK. So uh, everybody, uh, I'm going to take uh, finish this last sip of Doom Slayer off and go into our next beer, which I can't wait to drink it because I know it's fantastic. I haven't had it in a
4: long time,
2: and it's called McKellar Beer Geek Vanilla Maple Shake Oatmeal Stout Brewed with Coffee, Vanilla, and Maple Syrup. It's a Whopper at 13%, and it's a product of Norway. How about that? All the gold medals they won, maybe this will be a gold medal winner. So here we go.
0: Wow, look at that. There you go. Wow. Okay.
2: This has a, we usually say that khaki head, cola head. This is a dark brown head, and it's really dark. I mean, like black dark. So, very healthy, one finger head. It's dissipating, but not completely. I'm surprised there's any head at all, but it's pretty healthy carbonation. Um, Definitely smelling some maple on this. Uh, That's about all I smell. You getting anything else on the nose?
3: Uh, uh,
2: Just maple. Yep, it's all maple, so let's taste it. Wow. Mm. I'm going to taste it again. It's got a very smooth mouth feel from the oatmeal, but it's a lot more bitterness than sweet. So, you got the maple, but you got the bitterness. It's really got a unique uh, flavor, and I mean that in a good way. It's just very difficult to describe. Maybe you can help me out on this. Uh, maple, uh, bitterness, uh, maybe a little bit of molasses, but not the sweet molasses.
3: Well, it's so dark you would expect just a lot of roast and roast and maybe you know, maybe some bitterness from that. Um, is there chocolate in here I don't think there was, but boy it, uh, coffee. It, uh, coffee would obviously coffee. would explain the bitterness. Uh, I think that would probably balance out any sweetness uh, The vanilla you know certainly augments any of the sweetness you know vanilla and maple um, you know kind of a an unusual duo. Although they work together, but this is, uh, I mean, it's like a motor oil pour. Uh, dark, dark, dark. Very, very smooth. These flavors blend together beautifully. Yeah, I'm I get almost getting a little licorice in here,
2: too. Licorice molasses. The coffee is uh, starting to really hit me a little bit.
3: <clears throat>
2: it's like... Uh, I guess the reason I had such a hard time with it is because it really does meld into one unique flavor that's hard to explain. I tell you that well, we we mentioned all those different flavors of vanilla and coffee, but it blends with the maple to make one consistent flavor. Um, it's not like every anything jumps out, other than the aroma was clearly uh, maple. But uh, a lot going on here. Uh the coffee bitterness—that's where the bitterness is coming from. I—I I don't think it's from hops. Um, I'm not sure what the SRM is on this. Um, I don't see anything that says what it is, but man, I—I don't—it doesn't taste overly boozy with that 13. Um, percent I'm sure it's—it's it's warming me up, though. I can tell you that. <laughs> I wish you guys could try this. This is really good, and it's a—it's a sipper for sure. It's a—you know that. That oatmeal—I love that oatmeal. How it gives you that nice, like, full, full-bodied mouthfeel. It's just like uh, smooth as silk on your tongue, but it's almost a beer you can chew. Delightful.
4: You said SRM, chair. What does that mean? Uh, oh, SRM
2: is the uh, color. It's a color oh. wheel of beer.
4: Oh, I sh- okay. I should there you
2: remember go. what the acronym stands for, but uh,
4: uh, I oh, can't. Oh, I just looked it up. Standard Reference Method.
2: There you go. Oh, but, oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, a low SRM is like uh, like 20, I think, one of them was tonight. Um, anyway, I'm not going to get into that tonight. We're not going to go into review terms, but yeah, yeah good, really, good really dark, roasty coffee, maple. It's a breakfast in a bottle. Nice. This Top is delicious. a very, uh, very revered... Uh, Bottle, I mean, it's a 12-ounce bottle. I have no idea what it, what it was. It was probably like, you know, $12, $15. It's not a cheap, uh, you know, but it's it's an import. I was surprised that it's brewed in Norway because McKellar's out of Copenhagen, Denmark. But it had it on the cap. brewed in Norway. And, hey, Norway gets another gold medal after dominating the Olympics. So I can tell, I can tell you that uh, if I lived in
3: Norway, I'd probably want to drink one of these every night, keep you warm, <laughs> Who was that uh, cross-country skier that took the wrong turn? Though was she from Norwell, from Norway? Uh, I don't know. Maybe she had a couple of these, <laughs> yeah,
4: perhaps.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, McKellar beer geek, vanilla maple shake. I believe I actually had a barrel-aged one of these uh, like six months ago. I remember I got it and I, I couldn't wait. I I drank it and I remember it was unbelievably good. And this isn't far behind. This is a uh, this is a real treat. So It is, John. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You're welcome, man. I'm, you know, I'm glad I'm sharing it with you. Mm-hmm. This would be one, of, one and done if it was all by myself. All right. Well, uh, we have one more surprise. I'm going to let Steve. Uh, he's brought something special here for the occasion. I'll let him take the reins from here.
3: I know it's technically not a beer, but it uh, was brewed. This is a mead from Coonan. This is the bourbon-barreled French toast mead. Ooh, and since my wife awesome. my wife is sensitive-slash-allergic to nuts, this does have pecans in it, I believe. Anything else? Maybe oh, almonds? And uh, so she, as much as we've heard great things about this, she is avoiding it, and so sent it over for John and I to sample. I've never had it. John, have you ever tried this before? I believe
2: I went to the, the last release of this about a year ago. I think it was last March. Um, and it's uh, kind of a coincidence that you uh, bring this up because we're planning a March Meadness episode. That's, Coonan uh, has a March Meadness. I think every Saturday or Sunday they release a couple meads throughout the month of March coincide with the March Madness. And uh, so I'm not trying to steal their term. Uh, it's uh, We were actually thinking of trying to go to Coonan one of these weekends, uh, a couple of beer nuts and try to get together and uh, have an episode about Mead. There will definitely have to be Ubers involved or designated drivers because Mead is traditionally fairly strong, usually around 12 to 14 percent. But So that's coming soon to a beer nuts episode uh, to be determined. Um, But I, I was at the release of this I, I'm willing to bet that it probably tastes much different now after a year of aging, but it was pretty darn good when I had it a year ago. So let's see what it's all about. I'll let Steve kick it
3: off. Well, just reading the description, it is a wildflower mead aged in bourbon barrels, and then back-flavored with bananas, hazelnuts, maple syrup, and spices. Ooh! Oh my goodness! It wow. is a 14% ABV. On the nose, I, I smell a lot of cinnamon, perhaps nutmeg. Wow, it is a uh, it's a fruity, spicy, sweet bomb. It really is. It's uh, as with many meads, uh, you know, it doesn't have some of the bitterness that I associate, or almost like a medicinal flavor that some meads have. This is very, very sweet, but uh, a lot of spice with it. But it blends together very nicely, as a as a good slice of French toast would. John.
2: Yeah, this is a this is a real treat. Um, yeah, obviously mead's made with honey, so it's it's sweet. But I can I can t- taste bourbon. Uh, it almost when I when it first hits my palate, it almost reminds me of uh, a bourbon and ginger. Um, but the ginger, ale, it's certainly not ginger. It's more nutmeg, cinnamon, like you said. And then the other flavors start to start to roll out, and I get definitely getting some vanilla in it. Um, the bourbon's there. It's 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 delightful. It's you know French toast. You th- you think uh, you know cinnamon? I guess a little vanilla, probably. Um, sugar. Yep. It's got that sweetness that you would have if you put some maple syrup in it. I guess maple would be the only thing that's kind of missing from here, even though it's uh, you know French toast. Uh, is there maple in it?
3: Uh, apparently, according to the description, there is.
2: Oh, okay. Well, hey, I, I have no complaints. It's a fantastic drinker.
3: I'm sorry, John, but uh, I don't taste any meat, but we have to pour this back in the bottle and recap it.
2: Oh, no, 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 we're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's too late for that. We're going to have to finish it. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find something. Okay. Uh, oh, this is funny. I found an article from 2013. Koon and Bourbon Brower French Toast Mead, like making out with an escort in an IHOP. Ah. <laughs> uh. Jeez. So, uh, decadent treat. Or a Waffle House.
4: Ooh, even better.
3: Wow. And that's what uh, Tiger Woods does, doesn't he? Isn't that oh, where he met uh, that, some of his ladies? Oh, that that's... I uh, forgot about that. Uh, Lindsey Vaughn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lindsey Vaughn said she didn't get lucky during the Olympics. I guess Tiger didn't make the trip, huh? <laughs> nope. He's I think too busy. she's through with him anyway. He's too busy trying to make
1: his ninth comeback.
2: All right, uh... I seem to be at a loss for words for tonight for uh, reviewing stuff, but uh, I, I found a review from Beer and Brewing Magazine on this. This still meat is made with wildflower honey, a special blend of spices, golden color, medium sweetness and body, a spiced aroma with some bourbon character in the finish. Pretty accurate. Nice honey up front with apples, some cinnamon, vanilla spice, and a bit of alcohol warming, like brandy appley pie. Um... Ready, crackery, sugary, spiced vanilla cookie over moderately perfumey alcohol. I definitely got that perfumey uh, sensation from it. Uh, and that's that's a compliment, not a uh, knock on it. Big bourbon character, vanilla and molasses. Uh, maybe the min- molasses is a, a reach, but uh, everything else is pretty spot on. I, actually, you know, it is a maple episode, and that would be the one flavor that kind of eludes me when I taste this. But that's okay, because... It says it's brewed with it. We'll trust it. Maybe it all uh, got uh, fermented out. Who knows? Or maybe it's just overshadowed by all these other great flavors. But I would uh, just tell anybody that could possibly ever have a chance to taste this, whether they're at a share or you get a chance to go by. Chris, you live pretty close to uh, the second Kunin location. You should be
3: zeroing in on this. I'll give you a heads up when it comes out because it's delicious. It sounds delicious. they say that less is more, but not in this instance. I mean, it is more is more. It, uh, it is basically uh, everything is. It's not overpowering, but it's all very, very upfront, very, uh, very strong. But it all works together very nicely. I would agree. I really liked that adjective of a perfumey because it almost has like a fragrance to it that uh, just tickles your tongue and makes you want more. It's I think that's a nutmeg or this or the, is it nutmeg or ginger or cinnamon I mean whatever it is it's you know one of those kind of rooty uh you know spices that uh, you would associate with you know a pie or a uh, you know a, a pancake I agree strongly um, definitely leaves you a little bit of tingly on the tongue a little
2: just a little zest there from those spices and a lot of uh beers and stuff that we have uh with spices sometimes the spices are repulsive or maybe too strong and, and here it's just the perfect amount i mean the perfect amount any more would be too much any less would be not enough it's it's at its peak uh, they do a nice job you know coonan say what we will about coonan being coonan um for all their faults they make unbelievably uh, great beers and meads and wines for that matter um, they have some lovely
3: dessert wines too. So I, I had a couple of nice ice wines from them, and they. Uh, they it's funny because uh, some of their stuff is, is is just very bland, and then out of nowhere they'll come up with this phenomenal, phenomenal mead.
2: Well, this is certainly one of their home runs, and uh, I'll be looking forward again this year. Well, we got a little bit left to finish here after we go off the air, so. Anybody else have any final comments? Because I think that we've run the gamut here. Any other comments on anything, guys? Closing comments. Good thing we're getting this in at the
1: end of winter. You know, sooner or later, it's going to be time to put these dark bears away.
3: It's never time to put dark bears away.
4: No, I agree. (laughs) That's you
2: guys know what I mean. (laughs) Well, true. It's it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and it's always stout season on Groceelers. S and I live. <laughs> It'll be, It's year-round stout season here. So I, will, I will have an imperial stout in July with, with, with S, trust me. That's It'll, what be, huge. It'll be huge. It'll be huge. Huge. Speaking of, of huge, uh, this is episode 89. It won't be too long till we hit the century mark, and we're going to have to do something big for that. So look for that huge episode. Huge. In a, a few months going to be huge yes i said that we were
1: talking right around probably memorial day time so that could be
2: insane well we'll be kicking around some ideas we'll make that a special one
3: yeah i had a couple of thoughts on just episodes in general i uh, i bounced it off of john but uh yeah you can add it to south chris but uh one is guilty pleasures i mean i think everybody has one of those craft beers that everybody seems to hate but for some reason you like uh, my personal one is probably the uh, Rogue Voodoo Donut, one of those ones in the pink bottles. Uh, they had a Ooh. peanut, uh, they had like a graham cracker and strawberry one that I loved. And I know people hate that beer, but I, I'm sure there are some out there that uh, strawberry shorts cake is another one that I like that a lot of people hate. Um, another one, John, How about, have you guys done meat beers? Meat? Meat? There's the Scrapple Beer from Dogfish Head. There's the pastebrain Brain one from Right Brain, and there's a, the Prairie Oyster one from uh, Flying the Flying Dog. There's, there's kind of be other one. ones around. We, I believe, we reviewed
2: the Scrapple Beer. I think uh, Pete was in on that, but I don't think we've actually dedicated an entire episode. I'm sure we haven't <laughs> to I think animal that would be parts our or meat. <laughs> that could be a good one and. I have to confess uh, with the uh, guilty pleasures uh, Steve and I were talking earlier, this really can't, I guess it technically could be classified as a beer, but for my walk of shame would be I love the Not Your Father's Mountain Ale, the Mountain Dew version of Not Your Father's Root Beer. Um, I'm a big diet Mountain Dew drinker, and uh, I occasionally will pick up Maybe more than occasionally, pick up a six-pack of that—not your father's mountain ale. And when I'm watching the news with my wife, just—I uh, don't want to really blow it out or drink a, an imperial stout some night. So I just pick one of those up, and it's just like drinking a soda to me. See, so I'm busted on that one. And, and see, uh, mine, other, i also love Shorts Melt My Brain, which is the one that's, uh, made with tonic water. It's like a, like a weak gin and tonic, but uh, that's a good summer beer. Mine but, uh, are the only uh, uh,
1: the. Uh, uh, the the line and Kugel's line of shandies.
2: That's my secret shame. You know what? I have to admit, on the golf course, the grape. I was at a Tigers game one time, and you know the lim- the options are limited, and lets you make the walk to the the one great craft beer stand. And uh, I was with a buddy, and he's not a crafty, so he actually knew that I like craft beer, and he brought me a line and Kugel's grapefruit shandy. Sure. And I have to admit, it actually went down pretty good, and I had like two or three of those big ones that day, and I was like. I could definitely drink that on the golf course, so I think you have, you're onto something with that, Steve. We'll have to do an episode on all those, and it might be kind of a shameful one. Maybe not one of the most fun episodes we do, but I think everybody will get a kick out of uh, you know us confessing our sins. Uh.
3: The Rochester Mills uh, uh, blueberry uh, pancake. Oh, Every yeah, that's hated. another one. Of mine. I love For it. Bananas
2: Foster. I don't like the banana one, but I love that blueberry pancake. Everybody oh, it's like an artificial dad junk, but uh hey, bring it on. I love that one.
1: Hey, I like it too. You're not alone.
2: Greg, you're not getting off cheap here. You gotta put something in here.
4: <laughs> put me on the spot here. I don't know. Really any guilty pleasure beer? I you know, right. oddly enough with our episode today that maple I, I don't put a lot of maple syrup on my pancakes or my waffles. But I love it in my beer, so I guess maybe that's that's my guilty pleasure, you know.
2: No, this no, no, we're Just, talking. No, no Miller lights that you like or anything um, on the golf course that you cheat on. That's that. That's uh, the guilty pleasure. Or juicy tree from shorts.
4: All of those, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I love shorts in general. Anything they put out really is good. Um, no, you know, actually, I don't really drink a lot on the golf course. <laughs> maybe that's my uh, unguilty pleasure. I don't know. Uh, okay. I, I well, guess I'd have to really think about it if we do come up with an episode here. So See, my problem is I drink a little
2: too much right. on the golf course. So. Well, uh, <laughs> different for Greg because he works on the golf course, so uh. it'd probably be frowned upon if he was out there imbibing. <laughs> the well, rest that's of us true. are.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh. The rest of us are probably making his job a lot more difficult by doing donuts <laughs> in the cart <laughs> after that Imperial <laughs> Stout. But
4: uh, I'll remember so that. Then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I. I think that about wraps it up for tonight. So there's a few ideas. Hey, and as long as we're talking about ideas for future future shows, anybody that's listening, reach out to us. Uh, you know, at Michigan Beer Guy on Twitter, or at Beer Nuts Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we got it. I actually, Chris you'll be proud of me. I actually finally downloaded Instagram to my phone, and the only account I have for Instagram is the Beer Nuts Podcast Instagram account. So I actually even took a picture tonight of one of our beers as a spoiler. So uh, I'll start integrating Instagram in, but hey, send us send us ideas. You know, we we enjoy doing the show, and uh, we want to give the people what they want. So if you have an idea for a good episode, even if it's embarrassing, send it on to us, and we'll consider doing it. We'll probably do it. So reach out to us; we're here for you. Yeah, and so, you at at Beer Podcast
1: on Twitter and uh, email Beer nuts Podcast at Christopher Media dot net. Ways to reach out as well as at Beer a podcast on instagram
2: yeah i'm gonna have to get a uh, meme on instagram of me sitting with a skeleton waiting for chris to get those glasses and the oh, logo ready for our new this coming. class I, I knew that was coming <laughs> it'll be Glad me I sitting touche yep. john touche <laughs> <laughs> so one of one of these days you'll surprise us let's let's get on that man i want I, my glasses man i'm I can get more Michigan beer guys, but I want to do a Beer Nuts podcast classes for our listeners. No, All right. Well, I'm the corner of the graphic eye on Saturday. To, okay. to do Enough this. chop busting. Yes. No, enough, chop, enough chop busting and more
1: going to Mexico.
2: How about that? All right. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, we'll, you'll listen to us next time, but for now, as they say in old Mexico City. A-M-F
0: If you like this show, please tell a friend Please follow us on Twitter And like and share us on Facebook By searching for Christopher Media You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free On ChristopherMedia.net Please make sure to rate and comment On all your favorite Christopher Media shows Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.